The following is a production of Galactic Netcasts. Who Knew and Review is a production of Galactic Netcasts. For more on this podcast, including show notes, contact info, and subscription links, go to gncasts.com slash TARDIS. For other shows from the network, please visit gncasts.com. You can contact us by leaving a message at 805-328-3966. Record a voice message on our website or email me at TARDIS, that's T-A-R-D-I-S, at gncasts.com. If you're feeling a little bit cheeky, why not try asking for more Doctor Who at pot at gncasts.com. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Who Knew and Review, a podcast indeed from Galactic Netcasts. We've just had Easter, so news is a bit thin on the ground. But don't worry, I've managed to track down a little bit. Hopefully, some of this may be the sort of thing that butters your bread. Because as we have just had Easter, and there's only one way to celebrate, and that's Easter eggs. Mm -mm. On your DVDs, that is. Now, I certainly don't have the time to hunt for them myself, but fortunately, those chaps at WarpedFactor.com do have. They've listed 40 Easter eggs. Now, here's just a couple. The whole list's quite extensive, and there is a link in the show notes. The Spearhead from Space uh, DVD has some unused Third Doctor titles. On the main menu, highlight play, press left, and the Doctor Who logo at the top of the main page becomes illuminated. Press OK to view these titles. Now, perhaps my one of my favourite, favourite episodes ever is City of Death. If you want to see Tom and John do a little skit, then this is the one for you. Of course, I'm referring to Tom Baker and John Cleese, who had a cameo in that one. Highlight the Doctor Who annual. Press left to reveal a hidden Doctor Who logo. Press OK. Watch, laugh, enjoy. There are events in a modern Who life fan's life that carry a charge of excitement right from the eyeballs to dance up and down your spine like a slightly dodgy 1970s visual effect turning you into a squealing eight-year-old all over again. Of course, I'm referring to uh, Tom Baker joining Big Finish as one of those moments. Maybe for you younger tykes. Maybe when David Tennant joined as well. Well, any more? Well, yes. Titan Comics, the fourth Doctor in comic books again. And what's more, there's none of this inventing companions to have comic book adventures. Oh, no, 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 no. The fourth Doctor and Sarah Jane are back. If you haven't picked up a Titan comic, then why the heck not? Seriously good read. Do you like free stuff? I mean, who doesn't like free stuff? I know that Brad over at Adventure Party loves free stuff. 
and Anessa over Alien Invasion loves the free stuff and Hell's Bells so does Matt Dave Gregor Corey Beat JF and all the Galactic Netcast team but what about you? Aside from uh, the Galactic Netcast output that remains free, although you can donate if you wish through Patreon, whilst trawling the news sites, I stumbled across a brand new Lethbridge Stewart short story for Easter. And it's being made free. That's right, free! The Black Eggs of Khufu is written by Tom Dexter and he's giving it away for free! That's free, people! You know I've included a link, right? You know that, right? Just, just as well. Ah, Stephen Moffat, you've been quiet, but now we get a little bit of you. According to Stephen Moffat, not only is the next companion on Doctor Who been cast, but there will be major changes to the feel of the show in Series 10. Oh, I just wish they'd get on and start filming it. One had to imagine that when a new companion was eventually cast on Doctor Who, the feel of the show would change. Instead of being the darker Series 9, which played to Peter Capaldi's strength, the upcoming season may well focus on the new companion, letting whoever it is to shine in the spotlight. According to Stephen Moffat, that will end up being the case. Of course, there are not many details being circulated about this new companion, aside from the fact that one has chosen. In fact, we don't really know if the new companion will be male or female, human or alien. However, Moffat did tease that the new companion will not be a sidekick in the same way that other companions have been and insisted the lead uh, role, or at very least a co-lead role. We might finally get a true companion story. So what about Peter? What's he been up to? Well, he's recently been in Mexico at La Mole Comic Con. The pics from the show look like he's been having a whale of a time. He's always got a smile on his face, that man. And while there was, uh, while there was happy to receive a world record certificate. Now, Doctor Who's no stranger to Guinness Book of World Records. But this one, let's see. The most amount, the largest gathering of people dressed as Doctor Who characters. I thought the Guinness folk had been over to England. We all dress like that. A total of 492 Doctor Who fans gathered at La Mole Comic Con in Mexico City to break the world record for largest gathering of people dressed as Doctor Who characters. Peter Capaldi and executive producer Brian Lynchpin were there in Mexico to celebrate the premiere of Doctor Who Season 9 on NBC's Sci-Fi Channel. Also there, of course, to attend and accept the certificate of the Guinness World Record. Finally, our A to Z of monsters. Sticking with the A's, we've got the Axons. Now you possibly remember those uh, from the episode The Claws of Axos. The planet of origin, it doesn't give you a planet, more as a location, which is on the edge of Mutter's Spiral. Technology, well, that's a tough one because they don't necessarily have um, laser guns or anything like that. Um, they, I suppose, have more of an innate ability to shock or disintegrate their enemies. Axos was a composite creature, a scavenger entity which came to Earth supposedly for fuel, but its real motivations were to drain all the energy from Earth. 
the ultimate plan to gain the secret of time travel, allowing it to feast anywhere in space and time. Axons appeared as golden humanoids with white bodies covered in gold blotches. Although, they could transform into large creatures that appeared as a mass of tentacles. They could lash out with their tentacles to either shock or disintegrate their enemies. They could also instantly absorb their victims. The Axons described their technology as having taken a more organic route and claimed Axonite to be the source of their growth technology. Axos also possessed some power of time travel, being able to make time jumps, albeit they could only go moments into the past. Well, hopefully next week we'll have a little bit more news. Maybe next week, as we're approaching a lot of the Comic-Cons, we'll have some news out of there. Maybe we'll get to find out who the companion really is. Speaking of companions, if you're a Jenna Coleman fan, then I happen to know there are a few promo images of her knocking about the old internet in her new up-and-coming role since she departed Doctor Who. Might be worth checking them out. I don't know whether you'll be amused. That's all for this week. More next week. If you like what you've just been listening to, then please give us a five-star rating and write a review on iTunes, or leave a comment on this episode on Stitcher Smart Radio. You can help Galactic Netcasts pay for our web and audio hosting by supporting us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash galactic netcasts and pledge as little as a dollar a month. For $3, you'll get a newsletter once a month with extra stories related to all of our podcasts. $5 gets you an extra episode of each of our podcasts available exclusively to all our patrons. You can follow us on Twitter, join our Facebook group by searching Galactic Netcasts or clicking on the links on the website. Thank you. You have been listening to a production of Galactic Netcasts. For more about this show and others, go to gncasts.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.